1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Music news never sleeps. That's why we have to do this every Friday morning. Morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? Good. All recovered. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. I feel like I got off easy for having COVID. I don't know if that's COVID's fault or if it's the vaccinations that I got. Uh, different for everybody. Right. Exactly. Our own our own experience here. So. Yeah, I'm. I was under the impression with all the uh, whatever's I had, I was just going to die if I got it. Yeah, but yeah, you were probably said I had. Too. I thought, well, I don't feel like I'm going to die. So yeah. okay, yeah, I didn't feel good. I'll say that, nope. but I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was ever in any danger of lapsing into anything. So yeah, it's uh, had it. It's over, and here we are today. Talking and to talking music. And okay, we'll start here because we just mentioned the Spinal Tap is. Making a sequel? Didn't they just lose the guy who played drums? Well, they, yeah, but he's you know they lost they've lost a lot of drummers over the years. Oh, okay, that's part. So, so the joke yeah. goes fact, on. He he got he he blew up during the film. That you, guy, you know, that guy's character. Do you remember when Spinal Tap came out originally? The first a hundred percent. Okay. No, I mean, do you know the year? I had to look it up. Oh, I was 83. 1984. March 2nd, 1984 was the release date of that. This has got to be one of the longest stretches between a sequel or a part two, whatever you want to call it. They have done some things in between, like they did another couple of albums, and they toured, and they did a TV movie. But in terms of the full-fledged movie sequel, it's going to happen. It's going to be out on March 19th. 2024. They wanted it to be on the 40th anniversary of the film. Rob Reiner is going to direct. Uh, Michael McKean, Harry Shearer, and Christopher Guest will be starring again. And uh, they haven't said what they're going to do with the boys of Spinal Tap yet. Well, you know? what were they making fun of the first time around? They're making fun of the rock and roll world in general, but especially the, the heavy rock world. And uh, there were, you know, most of the char- most of the characters in the films were either based on or com- composites of several different people but several and, different okay. real people and so now all these years later there are different things to make fun of there right? are there are and so much has happened since 1984 i mean you know you know all the different musical movements but they were making fun of uh all the genres because basically they were just chasing the money because they weren't always Spinal Tap. It showed them in the other bands they're in as those Brit bands, remember? In sure, suits they, and stuff. Well, they had a, they had a couple, you know, that, that preceded Spinal Tap. Right. And, they, and that was kind of a takeoff on Motorhead and Lemmy, you know, who was in a more of a psychedelic band. Yeah. Um, he wasn't in a pop band like the Spinal Tap guys were, and I love how we're talking about them like they're real guys. Right, right. But, but I mean, was... I I like the fact they've taken so many years in between because they let all kinds of tendencies pile up to uh, you know have a go at those now. Oh, yeah. the, just Different the formats things. of music, how sure. it's delivered. You know, there was yeah. no Spotify back in '84. It's almost as long a stretch, or it's actually a longer stretch than Top Gun, which came right. out in what '87, <laughs> and that... um, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, which, you know, next next Friday we'll be we'll be seeing that in the theaters. Yeah. What do we know about the soundtrack for that movie? 
Anything? For Top Gun? Yeah. Uh, just what we, we've spoken about before, and the folks who are doing, you know, who are, there's a Lady Gaga track already out, and, you know, a few other things, but that'll be, you know, that'll be out, as you know, on the same day as the film. So we'll get, uh, you know, we'll get lots of, it's hard to do, it's hard to do anything that has the same kind of impact as something did during the 80s. You remember what a monolithic thing the Top Gun soundtrack was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, can you think of a movie soundtrack that's done it in the last 10, even 15 or 20 years? Yeah, not really. I mean, uh, Star is Born, you know, is the one that comes to mind. But they don't have, you know, if you remember in the 80s and even into the 90s, every week there was at least one and sometimes more of these <laughs> soundtracks that were, you know, were as big as, as any album well, that an individual artist would put out. Vangelis just passed away. We found yeah. that out earlier this morning. And that was uh, Chariots of Fire. Yeah, he was he was the Chariots of Fire guy. He did a lot of uh, he did a lot of movie work. Um, you know, that guy did Blade Runner. He worked on Blade Runner and uh, Missing. What else? The Bounty. He did Bitter Moon. Uh, Alexander. Yeah, he had uh, quite a portfolio. Yeah, and he you know, scored the World Cup. And uh, you know, he was uh, he was what seventy nine. Greek. He was a Greek. You know, worked with John Anderson from Yes quite a bit. So, uh, you know, that, that was a sad passing, as was Bob Newerth, who, uh, you know, this one kind of fly, flies under the radar, but he was one of Bob Dylan's running buddies for a long time, you know, during the 60s and in, into the 70s. And he was in the Don't Look Back documentary. Uh, he was on the cover of Highway 61 Revisited, that album. He was part of the Rolling Thunder Review, and he was in Ronaldo and Clara. He claimed to have co-written, just like Tom, Tom's Thumb, just like Tom Thumb's Blues. It's always a tongue twister. Uh, so, but he was very, very close and very much a part of the Dylan orbit and that whole, whole kind of folk scene from Greenwich Village. So he passed away this week as well at the age of eighty-two. Who was the first guy to spill the beans on this possible Van Halen reunion or get together? Uh, it was Jason Newstead. And now we find out that Michael Anthony says, "Yeah, they called me about this." Yeah, he was on a uh, he was on a podcast, uh, the you know this week, and he said, "Yeah, you know, he had been in." in discussions with Alex Van Halen and Joe Satriani and, you know, we think David Lee Roth about doing something live as under the Van Halen name. But Michael, but Michael Anthony said he was a little surprised by the Jason Newstead comments that, well, where does Jason fit into this thing? Aren't I the bass player? You know, not that he hasn't lived through this before, but, you know, he was unaware that Jason was involved in the discussions at all. He, so um, be, be that as it may, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it does not appear that it's going to happen in any way. I was interested to see that Bono has got a memoir coming out, and I just thought, are there going to be any funny stories in that? Because he seems like, <laughs> except for that one time where he picked up a hockey player who was hitchhiking. Right, that was a great uh, story. He doesn't seem to have a lot of crazy, goofy, funny things around him. I just don't know. And he just so, played in Ukraine with the Edge, yep, right? He's, in a subway station. Yeah, right. Some, uh, no, he is. He is definitely a very serious guy. But he also does. He does have a good sense of humor. And there have been crazy things that have happened. Will they appear in this new book, which is called Surrender: Forty Songs, One Story? Uh, comes out November first. We don't know. Maybe the structure of it is he's going to use the use forty different songs from U two to kind of frame his life story around. Hmm. 
um, you know, the excerpts, the, and there haven't been big excerpts yet, but a little, they've been a little bit put out, and it seems like it's going to be very serious, but, you know, don't put it past them, do. You know, they were not really a crazy groupie party kind of band. They just right. did, but they did crazy things like, you know, perform in a subway station in Ukraine during a war. or Right, but he's know, always uh, connected himself up with causes. And, very much. Yeah. And he, and, you know, he is the original bipartisan guy. I mean, he he is. is the guy, and I, I total respect for Bono. He doesn't care who's in charge. He just wants to get the job done. Right. Wants well, them to help us. Uh, right. Now he, help he me. He yeah. and uh, Strom Thurmond became good friends. You know, and uh, he, he, he will lobby. He will lobby anybody for, for the causes that he's working. Yeah, it's hard not to like Bono. I mean, no. even if you disagree with him. Even if you disagree with him, even if you find him a little bit verbose, maybe, or serious, um, you know, great music and, uh, you know, a guy who's, he's the real deal when it comes to doing good works. Okay, Elton John has uh, got a uh, farewell tour documentary, uh, but he's not going to be at the Queen's <laughs> Jubilee. Yeah, a couple of Elton John-related <laughs> stories. So first, uh, we have uh, Queen Elizabeth II's platinum jubilee concert that that's 70 years is platinum on june 4th at buckingham palace elton will be there in a pre-filmed performance because he's on tour when did so, we stop what year here just real quickly when did we stop dropping everything when the queen said you know you hey, come could, and play right i guess mm-hmm. 2022 okay all right um, there you go maybe 2020 you know maybe this has something to do with covid and in elton's case it has something to do with being on tour um, but I think they'll be happy with that, and he's going to be joining a, a lineup that includes, appropriately, Queen plus Adam Lambert, Duran Duran, Nile Rodgers, and Alicia Keys. So it'll be quite the to-do and a little different from the 60th anniversary, which had Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> although it also had Paul McCartney and a bunch of other big names. Uh, meanwhile, Elton has announced, officially announced, that Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the final Elton John performances and the years that made his legend documentary, yes, that is a title, all of that, uh, that is actually happening. They have a director, R.J. Cutler, who's going to be working alongside Elton's husband, David Furnish, who is a film director as well. And it's going to be a combination film that chronicles the farewell tour that he's currently on and that wraps up later this year, as well as the years uh, 1970 to 75, uh, for, you know, that, in which he became world famous and from which most of the, uh, the repertoire on this farewell tour is drawn. Um, it's supposedly going to make the festival circuit first, and then it'll be on Disney+. Plus. You said no Ozzy for the Queen this time around, although he does have a new album coming yeah. out. Yeah, Who we, picks uh, these <laughs> acts for the Queen? First the Queen's of all. not going to sit and watch. She doesn't go down a list. She of, did. The she queen did? did on the 60th. She was there when I, they waved at each other. What if we have Ozzy? <laughs> does she really pick these okay. acts? All right. She does. No, she doesn't. It's her office. I mean, you know, the office of the Queen. I imagine they run it by her, and you know, she's more she's more savy and witty. And with it, than, apparently, than yes, than I am. Knowledge, and certainly ten years ago, she was well aware of who Ozzy Osbourne is, and well aware of the irony and the the amusement. Yo, the Royals, because um, that's right up there with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. You know, right. oh. the Queen and Ozzy. This stuff happens. Um, and that's what happens with the Queen. Meanwhile, with Ozzy, uh, Sharon let it slip in an interview she did this week that we're looking at September. 
uh, for the next Ozzy Osbourne album. This will be the follow-up to Ordinary Man in 2020, and it's another star-studded uh, album. You know, it's got Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers, Zach Wilde will be playing guitar, uh, a whole bunch of people are going to be part of the album. All right. So. Queen is playing at this little get-together the Queen's having, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Queen and Adam. I heard, a, I heard this yesterday, uh, just popping around on the radio. The Queen, last year, was number four on the British charts or maybe UK charts, I'm not sure, with their greatest hits that came out 50 years ago. They it's were number four for the year. Did it, it didn't come out 50 years ago. It came 40. out in 82, 82, 40 years ago. Queen's Greatest yeah. Hits? Okay, it came out in 82. And 40 is still... Okay, 40. Yeah. But it's the first time you've ever kind of talked to me like I'm a dummy. Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean it like that. But yeah, <laughs> 40 years ago. No, that's a perennial... That's going to become... That may well become the world's largest selling album. You know, right now it kind of bounces between Thriller and... Uh, and and uh, the Eagles' greatest hits, but the, the Queen's greatest hits keeps keeps selling steadily, and so I wouldn't be surprised if down the road here, uh, you know, it, it becomes the world's best-selling album. Okay, David Crosby. I don't know how much touring he's been doing, but he says he's not doing any more. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Whatever yeah. it was, that yeah. was that. <laughs> yeah, he has been going on and off the road, but he is he is as a solo is, act, though, right? Because as, nobody from Stills nobody and from, Nash and Young want to work with him anymore. Nah, they're done. They're done. It's over, kaput. I mean, and this is this is one of the few times I feel relatively comfortable saying it that way because having talked to the, spoken with the other interested parties, um, it, I mean, it sounds like any combination of the guys is probably finished right now. You know, Graham Nash is the only one actively touring. Uh, David Crosby has been touring, but he just came out. Uh, this past week, and says, you know what, I'm turning 81 in August. The, the bus tours are too hard. Um, you know, he, he had COVID, had it bad, um, doesn't want to put himself at risk anymore. So, you know, he's taken himself off the road. I uh, asked myself this back question the- back when I had not really very long hair, but in the longest hair days of my life, what are those guys going to do when they get to be 70, 80 years old? And the answer is different for everybody. They sell their music library. They yeah. cash they in, it. and they yeah, take it them, easy. I mean, look at Paul McCartney, you know, Mick Jagger. They have figured out how to do a limited number of shows every year, make a gazillion bucks doing them, you know, make huge news uh, doing those shows, and then kind of go about their life. If they want to do a little music, record a little music, they can record a little music if they and they seem to make news. Yeah. You know, they seem to get involved in other projects. So, so yeah, there is a way to gracefully. And plus, if David Crosby decides six months from now, ah, you know what, I I can go out and do a yeah. little tour. There's, It's not like he signed anything that said he would never go back unlike, out. Unlike Motley Crue. <laughs> Who doesn't stick by it anyway? Whose head, yeah, whose head should have been chopped off by Alice Cooper by <laughs> now. Well, as, we got as, our... As they, as they signed in the agreement. We got our uh, Christmas and New Year's all lined up, apparently. Yes, sir. We're, we're getting there. So we'll have uh, we'll have Dolly Parton, who is everywhere, including uh, next week. Uh, she will be on um, TikTok. She will be she will be performing in honor of the return of the Mexican pizza to Taco Bell. <laughs> apparently, she's a big fan. Yeah, as if there's anything Dolly won't do. It's, it's she's going to be. Playing, I, I, I don't know. This is, this is one that was like, huh? 
but she's doing it. So that's next Thursday on TikTok. Who Meanwhile, knew that Dolly loved? I had no idea. I thought she would be yeah, very people. country biscuity kind of. But that's fine. She may yeah, like that be, as well. She'll be doing a Christmas movie this year, and Miley Cyrus has announced she will return to NBC to be their their New Year's host. Uh, Dolly, by the way, wants to make an, her rock album with the Rolling Stones. Who wouldn't? You're having match. Who wouldn't? Right. All right. Her, her feeling is we're both old and we've been around a long time, and she kind of says it like this. I can't and think the, it would be uh, musically. Uh, well, I, I don't think I don't think they could not. I don't think it's hard for them to do, but it's, it would take some art to uh, combine Mick Jagger and Dolly Parton and Keith Richards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you just take a photo of the three of them together, and you've got your art. <laughs> I think they. I think that'd be a great album. The three of them working together, don't no, you? I think, I think that it has it has some real potential because the Stones have some country in their roots, and and Dolly understands all things music. And the uh, music, country music Hall of Fame announced uh, what their their newest inductees this week. They did. They did. They're going to uh, let me look those those up for you. But this is you know I mean this is coming uh, on the heels of uh, of a recent of you know. The Judd's recently going in different Hall of Fame. But and Wynonna said she's going to do the tour. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But for the Country Music Hall of Fame, Keith Whitley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Joe Galante, who's an executive and producer, are going to be the new inductees. Uh, that'll be sometime this fall. They're not entirely sure when they'll be able to have it yet. But that's a, that's a pretty good class. And, yeah, you mentioned uh, Wynonna. You know, the Judd's were going to go on tour the end of September, starting in, uh, starting in Grand Rapids. Michigan, uh, not all that far from you, and then you do just 11 dates, but Winona's going to go ahead with the tour, and she's going to get a uh, little help from her friends, uh, Faith Hill, Little Big Town, Martina McBride, Ashley McBride, Trisha Yearwood, and Brandy Carlisle are going to join her on select dates. That is some pretty solid help up on that stage, is, I is. would say. That is, so it's going to be kind of a celebration of all women in country music in honor of Naomi Judd, and they also added a final stop in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, which is, you know, home turf for the Judds. That's where they came from. All those special guests were, those were people who stepped up, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. they weren't going to. Yeah, no. When, okay. uh, when, um, when Winona said and she be- was going to do the tour. Before we go, the Taylor Hawkins news this week. Yeah, this is, so uh, there was a story in Rolling Stone magazine where they quoted Matt Cameron of Pearl Jam and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm sorry, of uh, Pearl Jam and uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Pearl Jam and Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, both talking about how Taylor Hawkins told them that he was basically burning out on the road and that he had had he had gone to Dave Grohl and had gone to management and had a heart to heart, and they had come to some some understanding, some meeting of the minds. But they, you know, they shared this, and then um, and then now Pearl, now the Foo Fighters management came out and said that never happened. Matt never said anything to us. He never came to Dave. There was no meeting. There was no meeting of the minds. And subsequently, Matt Cameron and Chad Smith walked back their comments and said, look, we were, and, and saying they felt that they had been done wrong, that we thought we were talking for a tribute story about Taylor Hawkins, and then it became this sensationalized story about things that we said that were taken out of context. So it's, it's a big, that's a big mouthful. I know it's kind of convoluted, but is there a germ of, is there a germ of truth here? You know, quite possibly. 
But, you know, management and the whole Foo Fighters world is contending now these, these things never happened, that Taylor was just fine. He did not complain about the workload, did not talk to Dave, did not ask for time off or ask us to dial back. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, the family, his, fam- his widow and his family have not commented on that. It'd be interesting to, to get their take on it. All right. Who are you going to see this week? Uh, this week we have uh, we have some VIP uh, stuff for the for you know the Pine Knot Music Theater, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary, and there's uh, there's some good local bands playing in town. So I'm going to uh, immerse myself in Detroit Rock City. A week right. in the life of a music reviewer critic. Are you a critic or are you a reviewer? I am all I am all all of those. Okay, as well, right. as, well as a reporter and yeah. interviewer and, and, and author. All. And I'm an author. Thank and you. author. All Thanks. right. All right, Gary. Thanks a lot. Good to have right, you back. You guys have, have a good week. Good All to right. be back. Good to be back with you guys. All right. We'll talk to you next Friday, Gary. Yeah, thanks.